0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca.
1: You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugen Hopkins. This is Arthur Plathamon. This is Milano. This, this is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country.
0: And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob
1: Stauffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed.
0: everybody. Bob Starr for joining you. This is Oilers Now, back from Buffalo and ever happier. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers of their printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. Digitex Coming up on uh, today's edition of Oilers now, minor breaking news involving the uh, Edmonton Oilers organization. A former Oiler, albeit a guy who played for seven different NHL franchises, played over 1,100 games in the NHL. Uh, certainly in the late 80s, early 90s, one of the toughest defensemen in the National Hockey League, spent the last Several seasons up in Prince Albert, Dave Manson, just now named assistant coach, uh, along with the returning J.F. Uhl uh, down in Bakersfield on Jay Woodcroft's staff. So, uh, Dave Manson, who was involved in some legendary tilts. Uh, Brendan, I'm going to get you right now from the Oilers Now account to put out the, uh, Dave Manson fight against Scott Stevens, which is one of my favorites. Um, Dave Manson uh, joining the Oilers organization. He will be a full-time assistant coach down in Bakersfield. Speaking of Bakersfield, a guy who will probably see some time. Well, we'll see. Uh, He finished the year up in Edmonton. Keegan Lowe, uh, who spent the majority of the season with the Bakersfield Condors, was uh, seen as their best veteran defenseman last season by a wide margin, may I add. Keegan Lowe was signing a two-year extension yesterday, and Keegan Lowe will join us on today's show at 12.15. John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers. I hooked up with John in Buffalo. He was at the NHL Scouting Combine, and we will uh, talk with him at uh, Uh, 12.35. Todd Nelson was named the associate associate coach of the Dallas Stars Friday morning, and he will join us uh, to talk about that. We are kind enough. Brendan, I know you could have had him on the show on uh, Friday, so I appreciate the fact that you you let us have Todd, who is terrific, uh, terrific with us uh, as a head coach in the second half of the 2014-15 season. Uh, Oliver Wallstrom. And Ty Smith, two of the names you'll be hearing a lot of over the course of the next three weeks. We're going to run one-on-one interviews with those guys as well. And, uh, yeah, we are wait- We might have one more guest on today's show as well. Here's how you reach us on our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They have Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bo Bice on June 29th. Brendan, do you know who Bo Bice was? He was on American Idol. No, I have no idea. Uh, I would know that because my (laughs) daughter made me watch. uh, You watch all those shows, though, it seems like. Well, I I did, yeah, four (laughs) or five years ago. Not as much (laughs) now. Uh, They also have Nazareth, August the 10th. So, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bo Bice and then Nazareth uh, coming up out of the River Creek Resort Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630, 630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter at a now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. You can tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. Tomorrow in studio, Mark Spector. Yes, indeed. Mark Spector, Stoffer, and Spector, every Tuesday in orders now for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing Northlands this Saturday, which, by the way, will be the Belmont Stakes. And we'll have a chance for a second Triple Crown winner in, what, the last five years after seemingly going, geez, it must have been at least... I don't know, 30 plus years without a Triple Crown winner, and now we got a chance for a, a second one in the span of the last five years. Again, you can text us at 630. Brendan, where do you want me to start? Do you want to start with a quick uh, recap of the weekend that was in Buffalo? Yes, please. What are you hearing? Well, uh, I'm hearing a lot. <laughs> None that I'm going to share with you guys. Well, who are they really taking a 10? Let's, let's talk about that. All right, so let's go to the uh, second last uh, Stoffer tweet of the day. How's that? Does that does that work for you? Uh, here's here's what I'm hearing. Um, there's Adam Boquist, uh, you know, suffered some uh, wrist injuries, some concussion issues last year. A little bit smaller defense than right shot, high end offensive upside in his game. Uh, there's. Let, let's put it this way. Everybody's got. It's uh, Rasmus Dahlin's going number one in Buffalo. We know that. If Jenny uh, Svechnikov, did I say if Jenny? Uh, uh, no. It's. Uh, it. Which, which Svechnikov is it? Andre Svechnikov. He's going to be a rock star. I'm going to tell you right, right now. Carolina is crazy if they pass him. He's got a big personality. He's got the look. Uh, he's. He's kind of a little bit sly because he can speak more English than he let on. Uh, I know when he did his availabilities, they went through an interpreter. I know for a fact he can speak uh, a fair amount of English, but Svechnikov's a slam dunk at number two. Where it's going to get interesting is at number three. I will tell you that the Montreal Canadiens, a lot of their media spend a lot of time around Jesperi, Kukanami. Uh, which uh, frankly uh, the orders would love to get at number 10 but he ain't going to drop that far I think because uh, I also think Detroit's in the mix on Kakanami. I do not envision that the Canadians will be able to pass on um, Philippe Zadina so I see Zadina going number 3. Dobson, who, Noah Dobson just coming off a Memorial Cup Championship he is a tall skinny uh, kid at this stage is not filled out the way some of the other guys have which Raw, raw potential given, I mean, he's smart. Uh, he can really skate and uh, he's got a chance to be a pretty special right shot. D. I got him going four. Uh, that means Kachuk drops at number five uh, and he's a mature, Brett Kachuk, a mature kid. Uh, and obviously, intelligence got the hockey smarts, the hockey sense. The same concerns that were there for Matthew Kachuk a bit with Brady in terms of his foot speed. So those are sort of the guys that I see as locks in the top five. Darlene, Svechnikov, Zadina, Dobson, and Kachuk. I believe Jasperi Kakanami's going six. I'm hearing Detroit's looking for a forward. I know a lot of people think Quinn Hughes is going to go in that spot. That'll bring us to the Vancouver Canucks at seven. I think if they had a choice between Hughes and Bouchard being left, they will be taking Bouchard. Chicago Blackhawks are eighth. They've traditionally not shied away from drafting players out of the NCAA that are headed to the NCAA. Oliver Wallstrom at eight. I know Craig Button from TSN made reference to the fact that Wallstrom would be a great fit to Edmonton at ten. I don't see that happening. Part of the reason why I don't see that happening is I think Boquist will fall out of the top eight. Okay, I'm not. Sure, Hughes is going to, but I think Boquist is going to fall out of the top eight. That's sort of what I gleaned talking. I probably talked to eight different organizations when we were there, like guys from, and you sort of get a sense as to, Kotkinami certainly is the biggest riser, and Boquist right now, the question mark. That leaves Hughes, Smith, and Boquist in the orders range. Um, Hughes is Hughes might be able to play in the NHL next year. I mean, he play in the World Championship. He can really skate. Very confident kid. Okay. Smith, in many respects for me, would be almost an ideal fit for the Oilers in a lot of regards. Uh, number one, I, I, I think he'd like to play here. I interviewed him. I got the sense that you know, he's friends with Kyler Yamamoto. Those two have played together. Left shot guy. I don't think he has the same dynamic upside, potentially, as uh, either Hughes or Boquist, but I do think he defends better, and I think that he would be a real good fit. Um, I would hazard a guess, whereas Hughes could play in the NHL next year, I think Smith could play in the NHL start of 2019-20 in your third pairing as a left shot D. Some, you know, What's the range? I mean, 14 goals, 73 points in the Western Hockey League last year. Uh, some people think is he, is he Thomas Hickey? Is he Chris Russell? I guess we'll see on that front. But uh, And then as for Boquist, real wild card. Then we get into guys like Barrett Heighton at 12 uh, in that range. So it's, it's going to be really interesting, I think, from three on you might have 28 of the 31 teams having different boards. I certainly got the sense that there was a wide variance there. Again, that's a, a bit of a look, and we'll do a lot more of that coming up. So uh, Dave Manson, I, I, and by the way, I'm receiving texts from general managers in the Western Hockey League right now, uh, a couple of them listening to their show, they both think Dave Manson is an outstanding hire for the Oilers and the Farm Team. So, and some of these guys have criticized uh, some of the moves that the orders have made in the past to me directly. So that's, uh, that, that bodes well. It's 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 interesting situation a guy last year who uh, reported an unbelievable shape i think he uh, he won the award the fitness award uh, coming in uh, to camp last year finished up with the edmonton oilers uh keegan lowe who was a stellar veteran all season in bakersfield he signed a two-year extension yesterday he would have had options on the market keegan welcome back to oilers now how you doing I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, uh, and and I, I know you you could have looked at other opportunities, but you get a two-year deal. And uh, just a thought on on staying with the organization instead of maybe uh, you know looking outside, because I'm I'm going to assume that Al Wah had suggested to you that there would have been opportunities to pursue things elsewhere.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I'm I can't say whether or not there would have been. I I I would have liked to think there was, but. Um, after the year I had last year in Bakersfield and then getting a bit of a taste at the end of the year, I was uh, I was more than excited to to be able to stay here and you know just getting a two-year deal as well as a little bit of security in a world that tends to not have that very often so <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. Tell me this. uh, One of the comments, and I I talked to a couple people today involved uh, with the team moving forward, and one of the comments was the importance of of having good veterans and guys having, and I hate to use this term, positive energy, but you know what I mean, having the right attitude down there. Because you guys went through some tough times in the first half of the year, and you had some veteran players that really had difficult campaigns. So how important is it to to have that degree of professionalism, especially when you're potentially in influencing younger players
1: yeah i think i think down in the american league for sure it's one of the most important things uh there's some young prospects on every team that are extremely important to the future of of those organizations and uh i think it's just important you know i had some very good veterans when i first you know broke into the ahl that helped me a lot you know away from the rink at the rink um on the ice but so I think I think it's very important, and if I can if I can be that guy and continue to be that guy down there, um, I think it only helps me and hopefully the other players around me as well.
0: Did you win the uh, training camp fitness award when you came in, or were you one of the top guys at the start this past year? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not sure exactly, but I, I think I was def- I was up there for sure. All right. Never really
0: announced it, but okay. But you only got what did you get? One preseason game or two preseason games or something like that. Yeah, two, two. All right. So in that situation, when you're reporting a camp in shape and maybe outplay some other guys, uh, but some other fellows get kept as is as, as maybe the you know the, the depth guy the number seven defenseman. You, you know you might have been a little bit frustrated, thinking to yourself, "Hey, you know, like uh, I should have maybe got a third preseason game or something." Uh, take us through the mindset about having the right mental approach when you go down there, because there were some other players signed that struggled out of the gate in Bakersfield.
1: Yeah, I mean, as far as the preseason games go, um, obviously you always wish to get as many as you can because that's your chance to, you know, to prove that you can play at that level. Um, but last year for me, you know, I I kind of knew that I was going to be going down to Bakersfield at least to start the year, and and that it was going to take some time to prove to prove my worth to the organization, and whether that's in one extra preseason game or through the first 30 games of the regular season, it's it doesn't matter a whole lot. Um, I think that gets overthinked a little bit. Obviously, you know, a third preseason game would be awesome, but if you play an extra preseason game and then go down and have a brutal first 20 games to the regular season in the American League, then you're in the same position either way, right? So um, I think just getting over that is, is big as well, but, uh, you know, Hopefully this year, after getting a couple games at the end of the year, I'll get a little bit more of a push.
0: Well, and on that note, I mean, people sit there and go, well, this guy's been in the American Hockey League for the last five seasons. You know, you're in in your mid-20s, but it's, you know, that that said, there's lots of guys that play six or seven seasons in the AHL before they secure full-time NHL duty. So you've still got that hunger and that thirst to play in the NHL, don't you? Yeah. Uh, As
1: long as I'm playing, it'll never never go away. That's the uh, that's the goal. Always been the goal and it continues to be the goal. Um, you know, when you're when you're younger you think that the path will be shorter and easier then you head out pretty quickly and I think the trade I'm having some experience at probable, uh, being able to talk to the younger prospects and and in the second league is definitely something I think as well as improving my game
0: and learning things from them something So help me to the next level Uh, Keegan we're just going to put you on hold for 15 seconds Brendan's going to talk to you here for a sec and uh and see if we can get you maybe in, in a, an isolated spot because uh, we we're kind of breaking up again. Uh, Keegan Lowe yesterday signing a two-year extension with the Edmonton Oilers organization. Uh, there's a base plus a guarantee. He'll be down in Bakersfield, and today the Bakersfield Condor is announcing Dave Manson, who's probably top 15 all-time in uh, penalty minutes. Uh, are we going to give it a shot here, Brendan? We're good. Uh, we'll go back to that. Um you might. There we go. We'll just select them back in. Uh, Keegan, uh, the Oilers uh, and Bakersfield announcing today that Dave Manson will be your uh, defense coach down there. How important is it, do you think, to have a former NHL defenseman uh, or a guy that played the position coach that position as well?
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, I think I just saw that news actually just before I got on the phone here. I think. I think it's it's super exciting. You know, to get a little bit mind down there as well and and having a a coach that'll i assume probably help run the d on the d side of the bench you know playing playing his career as a defenseman and stuff like that will definitely be something that um will be able to help us a lot too
0: keegan low joining us bob Stauffer with you and others now all right keegan so for you to get more games in the nhl what do you need to do
1: I need to I just need to continue to work on you know my confidence at the puck and and uh, making quick plays getting into the forwards' hands I think you know the strength of my game is battling and competing in the defensive zone and and def- and defending but uh, you know everybody needs to you need to get to the puck to the forwards and you know for the Oilers the McDavids and the dry settles of the world so um, you know just continue to advance the puck and and work on those puck stills. I think that's the biggest thing for me.
0: Uh, the first time people would have seen you in the NHL, you were fighting Vincent LeCavier twice in one game. He got the better of him the first time. He wasn't very happy, so he, he jumped you the second time. But where I'm going to go with this is, have you even noticed a change from when you transitioned from the Edmonton Oil Kings to the start of your AHL career to now in the AHL in terms of it, even though the Flames in particular had a super tough team because uh, they had guys like Prout and Gaznik down there. But the fact of the matter is, has the AHL evolved the way the NHL has evolved to more speed and skill, and maybe a little less physicality?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. It's uh, it's extremely noticeable. Um, I remember my first, you know, my first year in the American League. My first couple years, actually, every team had a few guys that were, you know, looking at to get into something every night, and uh, it was it was kind of if you played if you played the game along that edge, or if you played a physical game, in-your-face game, it was extremely hard to avoid and it's gotten to the point now where you know it's it's happening a lot less and some teams don't don't really have some of those guys so um, there definitely is a lot less of that but it's definitely graduating to a more skill and quicker game um, not to say that there's none anymore because when you play like you said the stock pins and the San Diego's with Mike Leambus and those guys. There's there's still a lot of them around and they keep you in check, that's
0: for sure. Well, I'm not a fan of Mike Leambus. I mean, you get kicked out of a couple leagues. Kicked out of the OHL, kicked out of... Uh, he jumped Eric Hunter at the University of Alberta when he was playing at UBC as well. Hey, uh, Keegan, one final one for you. And it's... I don't know if you've been asked this, but it's a little bit of a... Uh, it might be considered a tough question. I mean, your father had such a... Uh, prominent role with those great Oiler teams of course he was the general manager as well uh, the president of the team, he's kind of moved away from the hockey operations side of things now, still a vice chair but is it, you know what I mean is it? Is it tough to be uh, to get people to look at you as Keegan Lowe the individual instead of Kevin Lowe's son, and how much of a battle has that been for you? That's
1: um, yeah, a tough question because it's definitely it's definitely always in the mind and stuff but I think as I've grown and matured, I've not worried about it so much. I've proved to myself and and my teammates, which is the most important thing to me. That uh, you know, I've separated myself and and done things on my own. Um, I know there's there's always going to be that that affiliation, and there's always going to be you know people who think the reason I've I've got places is because of that affiliation. Right. But as long as I've proved it to myself, and most importantly my teammates and stuff, that's that's all that really matters to me and that's kind of gave me the peace of mind throughout the last couple years
0: of my career well the one thing I thoroughly admired about your father as a player and he was a good player I mean he was an important part of those teams he never cared when he was in front of the goal, who he was sticking or who he was caught, you know, cross-checking. It didn't matter if he would have lined up against Bob Stauffer, a plug, or against Bob Probert. He was going to cross-check him. He was going to stick him. He was going to play him hard. And I think that you know, watching you, over the, you know, with the Edmonton Oil Kings, a bit in the AHL, a bit with the orders I think that's one thing you've taken is, is you've always been difficult to play against. And I think that's something that uh, I'm going to assume your father kind of coached into you a bit.
1: Uh, yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, I've I've haven't seen a ton of his his games, but I've seen a few on tape and stuff. And just from talking to friends and past teammates and stuff, it's that's definitely a a quality that he had, which people really admired in him. And I think it's a very important quality. Still in a game that's evolving more to quicker speed and skill. So a, anytime you're you're tough to play against in the corners and in front of the net, it's going to deter the opposition from you know wanting to go to those tough areas so i think it's a it's a quality i'd love to take from him, and and just continue to always try and keep that side of my game with me keegan we appreciate
0: the time thank you for joining us here in oilers now
1: yeah no problem thank you
0: you bet that is keegan Lowe again a two-year extension uh you know he'll he's a guy that's got a chance to, to be with the Oilers I, I think that's fair uh, finished the year in Edmonton and he's going to be counted on huge in the AHL and he accepts that role and now he'll be coached by Dave Manson who was a nasty and frankly somewhat unpredictable uh, piece of business back when he played uh, loved him uh, you did, and thanks, Brendan, for sending out that uh, very special uh, battle against uh, Scott Stevens back in the day. If you're an Eric Lindros fan, you would understand why you didn't mind seeing uh, Scott Stevens get worked over there. All right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're late into the break here. We're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with the former public address announcer for the Alberta Golden Bears hockey program in the late 1980s, a uh, longtime Edmonton uh, newsman Randy Kilburn, back. their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca.